Good morning to everyone listening from all over the world. This is your host, Malik Rahim, with the Free Thinkers Media Network podcast. On And on this morning, we will be continuing our topic on um, the, the decline in marriages in Japan. So we're basically, uh, we started this show kind of just looking at um, the decline in marriages in, in, in Japan, what is causing the decline in marriage in Japan, which eventually, according to the sociologist that works there, which will affect the birth rate. Now, we mentioned that there were two um, oppositional barriers, external barriers, which were affecting marriages in Japan, which is very different from you know, any other country. Uh, uh, two reasons, actually one reason is very familiar. The second reason is the fact that Japan has uh, established long hours of work. You know, for instance, like here in the U.S., we work up to 40 hours. And anything um, beyond um, 40 hours is considered overtime. Um, You know, anything anything uh, beyond that is considered um, overtime. So their working hours is uh, very, very different. Um, For instance, I believe that employees can work up to 10 hours a day, right? 10 hours a day. Um, But if they work 10 hours a day, um, the conditions are they, they still stay within the cap of 40 hours a week, okay? So, if if you know you're working ten hours away a day, you're right. So um, if you're working ten hours a day, uh, you still have to stay within the cap of forty hours a week. All right. Um, so uh, according to to their recommendation, right? So although the legal recommendation for working hours in Japan is 40 hours per week, historically, many Japanese employees have required their employees to work as much as eight hours of overtime per month, okay? 80 hours, I'm sorry, 80 hours of overtime per month. So you have the legal working hours, which is 40 hours per week, but the companies there, the employers require their employees to work as much as 80 hours of overtime per month. So it's kind of like, um, I remember I used to work this one particular job in, in um, it, was a, it was a residential facility, lockdown facility dealing with youth that were in crisis. It, it was the last resort for anyone uh, who has children who's dealing with behavior problems. Uh, psychological problems, whatever the issues are, like we just basically got the kids that no one wanted to deal with, you know, and the normal working hours was 40 hours per week. That was the normal working hours. But then part of the contract was that if you come to work and, you know, um, there was a shortage, you didn't have an option of whether... (laughs) you know, you went home or, or stayed. So there was this kind of like a system of rotation where 
you were mandated to work those hours. So I'm trying to kind of kind of give you guys an idea of, you know, in the, in the first show last night, <clears throat> we discussed two things that, you know, it was proposed to the government to kind of handle. Number one is to look at childcare, which I think is a universal issue in terms of childcare, especially in developing countries where you have uh, uh, mothers and fathers both are in the workforce ultimately, you know, that can create a problem. And this is not only a Japanese issue, this is an American issue in terms of childcare. I'm a strong advocate that women should definitely be able to receive more incentives towards um, being with their little ones. And I'm referring to women because of course, they're the one who are um, physiologically the nurturers, they, they breastfeed. Now, in some instances you do have, you know, where it's 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 another like it's the, the tables are turned. You have where you know the wife is the one who's making most of the money, and the father is the one who's staying at home. Those circumstances are not as normal as usual, um, but we do have an, uh, a situations of increased single uh, family households, <clears throat> which also is another problem here. But let's stick to Japan for now. So let's look at so. The, their first issue, which is childcare, definitely is is an issue that we are also going through here in America in reference to childcare. And I and I'm a strong advocate of it that that children that there should be special incentives for those who have kids because ultimately those who are giving birth to kids will ultimately, if those kids you know grow up to be um, you know, effective citizens of, of the community, they can then contribute towards the workforce, which will then enable those who are seniors to retire and kind of keep it going like a domino effect. So we all are going through that. But the distinction between Japan and us is the fact that in Japan that, uh, you know, they're for, legally their 40 hours per week is, is required. All right. Um, but then they are also required in certain with certain employers to work 80 hours of overtime per month, you know, which is great for, you know, your, you know, uh, financially. But if you're required to work 80 hours, you, you're not giving a a a choice to work 80 hours. That can definitely create some stress. So I I just want to kind of give you guys an example of this. Um, when I was in the the field working um, in the residential set setting with youth at risk, and we're talking about, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, the those who were extremely violent. Um, I worked literally, aside from my forty hours, I worked probably another additional thirty-five hours of overtime a week, and I was in a relationship. And I, and I can understand the, the, the Japanese, trust me, I, I can concur. And I was in a relationship, I was engaged to be married, and literally after you work 40 hours a week and then you are mandated, okay, you are mandated to work another extra 30 to 35 or even 40 hours. You, when you get home, the only thing that you're doing is that you're resting. And even on your off days, if you have days off, you're 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 resting, <laughs> you know, and I found myself in this this amazing relationship 
which went downhill um, because she couldn't really understand like why is it that I had to always work. And I told her it's the nature of the employer that in their contract, and they did tell me this from the beginning, that you will be mandated. Now, I didn't think that I was going to be mandated as much as I was being mandated. The check was great. The money was great, but I didn't have time for myself. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't rest. And then, of course, the environment was extremely stressful dealing with that population. And I ended up burning out and I couldn't do the job. I, you know, I, my, my uh, engagement uh, suffered, you know, you, you know, I my relationship ended. It, it was just a mess. So I can understand um, when we're looking at their work hours. So I didn't want people to think that, you know, when we're talking about long working hours, that they are legally required to work more than 40 hours per week. Legally, that's the that's that's in their contract, 40 hours per week. That's what you have to work. But then, of course, certain employers required overtime and and that is a a major issue when you're working into a place and they're requiring you to work overtime you can't it's hard to have a family you know it's relatively difficult for you to have a family it's relatively difficult for you to you know and then we're looking at in a setting where you know um you know a mother and father may be working at a company that's requiring for both of them to work overtime that's really problematic. So I wanted to kind of just kind of go over this issue with working hours in Japan, because this is what they're proposing, you know, in terms of um, um, this is what they're 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 proposing for their um, their changes. OK, so they work long hours. So basically, they work extremely, extremely long hours, and and this is one of their problems. The other problem, which is um, childcare, like I said, is something that we're also dealing with here in America in terms of childcare. That I think that there should be, there definitely should be incentives towards um, those who are producing. I'm going to use a word: those who are producing workers. You know, those who are involved with the birth birth rate. And producing workers to keep the economy going on on a long term level, they, they should definitely be compensated for that. Okay, so let's continue here with this article real briefly. Um, this a sociology professor by the name of Shigeki Matsuda. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but I'm doing my best at Chukyo University in central Japan. Said the declining marriage trend would adversely uh, affect the birth rate. Uh, the Japanese government has been working to increase the birth rate by trying to help those who wish to get married or have children fulfill the aspirations. Um, however, if the number of people who don't want to marry okay, continues to increase, the government will be forced to review its policies and it could lead to a further decline in fertility. The number of babies born in Japan in 2021 fell by 29,231 or 3.5% from the previous year to a record low of 811,604, 800, uh, okay? The health ministry said in June, the number of marriages fell 
by 24,391 to 501,116, the lowest figure since the end of the Second World War. Government data released in May showed that Japan's population fell by a record of 644,000 last year, the 11th consecutive year of decline. So this is kind of happening like yearly, okay? The data prompted an intervention from Elon Musk who warned that Japan would cease to exist unless it relaxed rules on immigration and did more to promote healthier work-life balance. And I totally agree with Elon Musk on this. The Tesla chief executive was criticized on social media for overreacting and singling out Japan, given that it is not the only developed economy experiencing long-term population decline. So I definitely agree um, with Elon Musk on this, and I'm gonna conclude on, 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 on his reflection on, on this. And the reason why I agree with him is because I did a podcast on this to really look at the decline in birth rate and then also to compare that with how it's going to alter and change um, immigration policies. Now, one thing about um, America, and I, I think that even though we may in the future, may, I'm using the word may, even though we may encounter difficulties in the areas of, you know, folks not wanting to be married and the birth rate may go on a, a drastic decline, even though we may go through that process. But one advantage that we have as a country is the fact that internationally, there are millions and millions of people who would love to be here. So I think that um, Elon Musk reflection in terms of the immigration policy is definitely vitally important. Whenever you have young people who are refusing to get married, now this may be a cultural difference because, you know, in Japan, you know, the refusal to be, to get married may also, you know, influence them having kids because in their mind, they may have been raised traditionally to view, you know, uh, having kids to be something that only occurs um, in marriage. Um, but I don't think that's the issue here in America. You know, there are plenty single people who are unmarried who are having children. So this is another thing that we have as an advantage. We're not too conservative. You know, we have we have uh, a number of the population that are conservative, but then I don't believe everybody has this traditional trajectory in terms of that I need to be married to have a child. Um, but I think that this may be, um, and I'm not saying that it is the prime issue in terms of culturally speaking, the way that they were raising their families. It may be that in Japan that, you know, it's looked down upon if you are a single mother. So therefore marriage is the only aspect of which they want to produce children. Um, so what Elon Musk is saying is definitely, definitely, I back that up a hundred percent. Of course, you know, social media say that he's overreacting, but he's not overreacting because there's a continuous decline of 644,000. It's just kind of like every year, um, their population growth is uh, minimizing. And, and, and I'm not sure even if Japan, you know, you know, like construct this immigration policy to have people come in. I don't know. I, I'm not too, like, I'm, I'm not too crazy about 
I don't know. I, I don't think I would get up and go and move to Japan. Not that I, I don't like Japanese people, but it's not anything. There's, there's, not, there's not anything that they have that I want, you know? So I don't know if Japan does like America does, where they basically uh, reduce the restrictions on their immigration policies if you will have people running, you know, like, you know, folks are just, you know, getting on boats, they're walking, they're, they're smuggling, like people are trying to get into this country everywhere way possible that they can. So I think that there will always be an option to deal with birth rate issues for us if we ever encounter a problem in this particular arena. Um, but, you know, but I don't really think that, um, I don't really think that, you know, those of other cultures all over the world are like, you know, screaming to, oh yeah, I want to go to Japan. Like, I don't know if that's the case, you know, unless the government realizes what Elon Musk said is so true that they ultimately decide like, okay, uh, we're going to, you know, try to make, you know, um, it uh, appealing for people to to come in and, and live here to help us out. So in closing, you know, I want to say that that what Elon Musk is, has said in reference to the immigration policy is vitally important. So if you are a country, if you are a society that your population is decreasing because no one are having kids because of various reasons, whatever the reasons are, then it's vitally important for you to consider having people to migrate from other countries to help you in terms of the workers, in terms of those who have certain skills, so that's very, very important. So they said Elon was overreacting. I don't think he's overreacting at all. But I would also think that there is kind of like this, um, you know, this this notion that every country, if you know, is is suitable for for uh, for immigrations. Like it's it's suitable for folks around the world to just want to be there. You know, I you know I don't think that's that's the current, you know, stable issue with all countries. I think there are countries that even if they do change their immigration policy, that doesn't mean that they're going to have like an influx of people joining their population um, for whatever reason. But I do know that with here, with America, yes, folks are just all over the world. I mean, every country, everybody wants to be here. So I think that's one of the things that we have has an advantage that if we ever get into a place where we're facing drastic um, issues in terms of depopulation, <clears throat> that is due to birth rate, which is a result of correlation to marriages, then we will definitely always have the option to say, okay, let's reduce these immigration policies and let all these people come in so we can fulfill, you know, we can fill the gap. We can fill the gap. Uh, so that's what I want to say in closing in reference to that. But I really wanted to really go over their working hours to kind of explain what the working hours look like and what they're being mandated to do and give you an example for me. All right. So once again, thank you so much, every one of you, for tuning in this morning to the Free Thinkers Media Network podcast. And those of us, those of you who are listening to this show, um, you are a faithful a listener to our show. If you want to support us, if you are, if you want to support us, you're listening in the United States, you want to support us, 
um, you can cash up your donation at dollar sign freethinkers21. That's dollar sign F-R-E-E-T-H-I-N-K-E-R-S-21. Dollar sign freethinkers21. All right. So uh, definitely your donation will be used to get more uh, professional, get better equipment so we can bring you better topics and grow as a podcast and a show. Uh, like I said, once again, you can support us by sending a donation of any size at dollar sign free thinkers 21. All right. I hope that every single person who has tuned in from all over the world will have an amazing, amazing weekend. And until next time, this is your host, Malik Brahim. Have a great weekend.